Welcome to Solo Cleaning School. Are you ready to reshape your mindset and grow your solo cleaning business? Step into today's class with your guide, Ken Carfagno, so you can win for your family. Welcome back to the Solo Cleaning School. I'm so excited that you're here with me today. If you recall, going back to episodes six and seven, building my new cleaning network, I went through a step-by-step procedure or plan of what I have been doing from the time I left New York to coming back to Pennsylvania and restarting a cleaning company. Now, it's been so much fun, and I want to bring you back to this place. This is a new podcast segment. I'm going to be doing one of these a week from now on, at least the foreseeable future anyway. I want to share with you the steps I am taking to personally regrow my own cleaning network and therefore cleaning business because the business comes after the network. You don't just turn the faucet on and water, especially hot water, comes out. You have to prime the pump. You have to build your network. You have to build trust, connect, build relationships over time that develops trust. And people start to like you. They start to refer you. You go on the social platforms and you do the same thing. I'm going to be sharing the weekly do's and don'ts of what I am currently working on to grow my cleaning business. So let's pick up where I left off in episode six and seven, where I I was at a networking group and it was it was a believers, you know, for for Christians and I and leaving that particular group, a guy sat next to me, Dexter. And Dexter worked as a physical therapist. He was actually the uh, the head physical therapist at the office right below, one that I'm cleaning for. Dennis Gaiman, Gaiman Design Remodeling. If you remember back to episode six, I talked about how meeting him and him giving me the yes and letting me clean his office and that developed a friendship. Well, just going back, let's pick up from there. You know, what's happened since then? Let's talk about the last couple weeks. And it's so hard to contain everything into one podcast episode. So I'm going to skip funny papers so we can just go and talk about this. I think you'll have fun. I'm going to have fun recounting the story. And over time, I really hope that you see the arc of how client after client, you're going to see my business forming up. And I want you to remember and go back into the old episodes. Ah, I see the seed of where that client came from. And what it is for me, it's a major accountability tool because I'm going to tell you guys things I'm doing and I better go do it because I'm telling it to however many people are listening to this show. So it's really great for me to hold myself accountable. It's early October. And after that meeting with Dexter, I essentially prepared to leave to go out of town Got my things in order. I had to go clean a few offices. One of them was Dennis's and two others I clean in the Percocy, Pennsylvania area. I had to get those knocked out and we didn't get done until it was Wednesday night. We finished around two o'clock. We had the car rented and we were driving to Tennessee in the morning. And I'm not talking nine o'clock. I'm talking we're getting up at four or five o'clock. So I didn't get much sleep. And the purpose of going to Tennessee, it was a four day trip. It was a business mastermind retreat with Total Life Freedom. I've mentioned Vince Buglisi and the mastermind that he runs. This was an opportunity for me to get around the people that I see virtually on a weekly basis in a mastermind format. And it's in person and I can bring all of my situations and questions and I can bring them to the mastermind. And that's what a mastermind is. These aren't just random people. These are people that have a heart and a dream and passion for earning their freedom. Freedom financially, freedom locationally, freedom family-wise. And I just think it's a cool type of person that's drawn into that. 
And so these are entrepreneurs with that same heartbeat from all around the country. There's about 20 of us in this Airbnb cabin we rented in, in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. And when it was my turn, Teresa was there with me. The two of us were, were on the couch. We lay out our business. We lay out this podcast. I'm, I'm literally at that point about to hit go on after delaying it for so long. And the different membership groups that I'm running and all the different plans, because I need to be completely honest with everyone listening to this. I was hoping to never have to start another cleaning business again. That is God's honest truth. We sold one. I thought that we had enough going on that we could grow our side coaching business and grow our membership platforms. And then that would just kind of ride off into the sunset. And we'd be able to develop business and make enough income that we could live off of that, travel the country with our homeschooled family via RV or fifth wheel. And we could see the country and let our kids learn about the president's from their hometowns. Let them see as, uh, what was it, Clark W. Griswold would say, the world's biggest ball of yarn or whatever is out there. We'll find it. It's still a dream. But somewhere around the summer, a year after being back in Pennsylvania, realizing that I have a year left on collecting monthly checks from Ian after selling the business. And what happens when those dry up? Am I going to have enough income for to provide for the family? I thought, yeah, we could probably do it. But it wasn't the smartest thing. And so I come to this retreat with Teresa, and this is the question we lay out. And by the way, I mentioned this even this morning at a networking group. Don't be the kind of guy or gal that goes to a meeting, a mastermind, a coaching session, that don't be the person that has all the answers. Be curious. Have questions. This is something I've definitely learned from Vincent Buglisi. He talks about this frequently, having the heart of a curious person. And just not knowing. It's okay not to know and just be curious. And so Teresa and I went to Gatlinburg curious, seeking answers. And we had our questions and we walked out of there, got in the car. We took two days to get home so we could spend some quality time together, renting a room halfway back in Virginia. And, you know, we, it was nice to watch some movies. But we also took our list. I have an Evernote file right now. I'm even looking at it as we speak, and I'm just looking at the notes from this. And it says TLF Retreat Gatlinburg. And I have all these items on the do now. Great ideas to grow the cleaning business, to grow the side business. And then there's do later. Because if I try and do everything now, I'll be overwhelmed, throw my hands up. So I had to figure out which items were the do now. So that was on the drive from Gatlinburg to Virginia, and then essentially from Virginia back to Pennsylvania. Teresa and I talked a ton and we got ourselves aligned around a goal. And here was the goal. It was time for Ken to get his little buttski out of the house, which I had already started doing, but it was time to kick it up a notch. It was time to grow the cleaning business again. I've done it once. And how much better would it be if I did it this time with an audience watching me, or in this case, you guys listening, you're listening to me talk about how to start grow, optimize, and sell a solo cleaning business. But what what about this? Could Ken do it again? Could he sell one after running one for 14 years and then go to a different area and do it again? That was the challenge they posed to me. And they told me, why don't you make half of your podcast episodes stories and fun things that you like to do and teaching, but why don't you do the other one being some hardcore, some strategy, some mindset, some fundamentals, some mechanics of what you are doing with all that knowledge you think you have. <laughs> that's how they talked to me that weekend. Go and do it again, Mr. Big Shot. I said, I think that's a great idea. And so this is the first episode of that. So I know I just spent nine minutes basically introducing, or however long this has been, eight, nine minutes, 
introducing this new segment. And I've already started it, like I said, in you know the building my new cleaning network in the new area. So I want to entitle this message, Free Donuts. And Free Donuts, this takes place after I get back from Gatlinburg, Tennessee. So I'm going to switch gears, and here's what I'm doing. Each week, I have a, I have a list of do-nows from this Gatlinburg Evernote that I've got. And I've got a whiteboard next to my bed. On that whiteboard, and I'll eventually automate this. I know I will. But on the whiteboard, I've got a few different colors of ink. One is for the new cleaning business. One is for the side business. And one's for family. And the resolve that Teresa and I had coming back is let's rebuild the solo cleaning business in phase one. Let's get to a $5,000 per month income. That's profit. And let's see if we can do that on two or three days of cleaning a week. And if we can hit that, and I know we will, we'll move into phase two. And maybe that is doing more solo cleaning. Maybe it's bringing on some contractors. Maybe it's hiring a team. Who knows? I am going to be open. I've done the solo cleaning business for a long time, and I'm going to do it again right now. And my goal would be, how fast can I get back to the optimizer phase? Go through the initializer, stabilizer, optimizer of my ISO model and do it to a point where I can get back to what I used to do, which was two days a week making 55000 a year. So what if I make that goal and see if we can do it in the next three months? It's possible. I know what to do. Can I do it? And that was the goal we talked about setting. And then if we had a, and this is for anyone that's side hustling, if you have a main business or even a job, if you're working a job and it's paying all the bills, and in our case, a $5,000 a month cleaning business profit would take care of all that. Then anything we do on the side is called bonus. It's all gravy. It's all overflow. And when you have overflow, you don't operate out of a position of weakness. It's out of a position of strength. And that is what we wanted to accomplish. So now, what did I do coming back? Took the rental car back first, obviously. And I started working. Marked up my whiteboard, filled it up with all of my do nows, and I got busy. So being that it was already midweek, meaning we didn't get home until late Tuesday, my week didn't really start until Wednesday. I had three days. So I knew that to get this cranking, something I had been holding off on on years. And I have given it many reasons slash excuses of why I never had a website for my business. Well, that didn't fly in Tennessee. And so the first thing I had to do was to set up a website. Now, I already have a website for my side business. So I already knew how to do a website. I used a simple Weebly platform for that. So I looked into it and boom, it was easy. I bought my domain. Can you believe it? After 15 years, I purchased the domain carfagnocleaning.com. Good thing it was still available. There's a tip for you guys out there. You may want to buy your domain. It costs like $10 just to make sure that you own your own business online. That's a tip there. So I bought the domain. I transferred it over to Weebly and built my site. It took me all day and I knew what to do. I copied a lot of the same formatting and such from my, my coaching side website. But I just turned it into what I wanted it to and I updated my profiles online and the LinkedIn, the Facebook, and I wanted to have a streamlined strategy. And so here's what I decided to do. LinkedIn is a great place for my cleaning business. It's local business people. And Facebook is a great place for this. My podcast, Moms Helping Moms Helping Moms, and the side coaching business I do and the memberships I run, that was a better platform. So instead of me crisscrossing my message on different platforms, I just decided I'll just go with that. So I updated LinkedIn to be totally focused on my cleaning business. And I updated Facebook to be focused on this kind of stuff, my side business stuff. And that helped me a lot, even compartmentalizing in my own brain. Like I'm doing something on LinkedIn. I'm over in that mindset. I'm not crisscrossing all my different things. And for those of you that have multiple businesses or you just have a lot going on, maybe that's that'll help. So 
That was the first step. And I got my website completely done. Of course, I've updated it a few times since. And it felt great. I felt so proud to show my wife. And this is something else, too. My wife knows what I'm working on. She was there in Gatlinburg. She saw and she heard the answers. And so now she can see see the whiteboard. And every time I finish something, I don't just erase it. I cross it off so that you can see the X going through it or the line, the strike through going through the center of that item. And it feels good to cross it off and for my wife to see that I was doing the work that I promised. Because let's face it, we both knew that turning on the water again was not going to get clients right away. It was not going to be hot right away. It was going to take some time. It was going to take networking, going on social, and doing all the things to rebuild that trust in the area before the request for estimates and proposals was going to take place. So we knew that there was a process. There's a process between starting and getting a new client. And here's a tip that you never want to end that process because the minute you stop starting and looking for clients and then you're just on the back end collecting new ones, eventually you're going to dry up. Don't let that happen to you. I've done it many, many times in my life. Okay, so now the website is done. LinkedIn profile is done. Facebook is done. Knocking off a few items. The next thing is I had to take care of some admin stuff. First of all, there was the whole payroll and employee withholding and QuickBooks update. So I had to take care of my quarterly payroll and sales tax, which in Pennsylvania is due at the end of October, actually October 20th and for the sales tax and October 31st for payroll. I wanted to knock that out and be done with it. So I had to update my QuickBooks, which if you're a new business, you don't have your books set up. That's a whole nother topic. We'll get to that. Just get something and make sure you're compliant. It's very important to be compliant. So I was able to knock that out in a few hours, paid off my taxes, paid off my payroll for the quarter, moved on. And the other bit of administrative I wanted to knock out was these groups. I've been going to these different networking groups prior to going to Tennessee. I think I went to seven meetings, but I knew I could not do everything. I knew I couldn't do everything, but the things I did had to be really good. And so they all are good options. So I ended up choosing two of them. The two that I chose was a very small believers. The one I mentioned before where, where I met Dexter. I chose that one. It was great. It's small, 10 people around a diner table. We have breakfast. We talk. We pray before and after. We introduce ourselves. We talk about topics of that are important. And we, we get to know each other. And it's not forced. When we feel good about another person, you were encouraged to meet up outside of the meeting times and really connect. And then we refer people because we know them and like them and trust them. Same thing with the other group I picked. Another small one. It's uh, I live in Montgomery County, Pennsylvania. Montgomery County Business Alliance. It's, it's small. 25 members. I'm the only cleaner in that particular meeting and it made a lot of sense. I'm the only cleaner in both. It makes a lot of sense. You don't want to have two cleaners in the same meeting. And usually they won't even allow that unless there's two different niches of that particular discipline. The next thing I got set up was what Teresa was going to do. And it's so cool that my wife was willing to plug in and be a part of our family business. Now she's got a lot going on. She's homeschooling our kids and it's a lot of work, but she saw the goal and she got excited. And so she decided to take on some of the do now items under her list. I'm so appreciative. The one thing that she decided to do was to get the Google My Business listing up and running for our Carfagno cleaning business. And we've never had Google My Business or any reviews. And we know how much reviews help because at that particular retreat, we learned from Christine Huey of A Little Local Flavor, which is a food tours business out of Nashville, Tennessee. All right, quick side commercial. Christine is so much fun. She loves her clients and she makes their experience of feeling and experiencing Nashville 
one bite at a time. So much fun. Definitely check out her company if you visit Nashville. She'll make you feel welcome and you will really get a feel and a taste for the city. And she shared in some of her answers to me and Teresa that you can grow fast with Google reviews. It shows people how trustworthy your business is. Go get Google reviews. And she kind of shared how to unlock the Google kingdom a little bit with these reviews. So I knew that was an important piece. So Teresa took that on and we have to wait, oh, three to four weeks before Google would approve us. They have to verify our address. So that's coming up in the future, but we know that reviews are going to be important. So that was a piece. And another thing that Teresa said she would do is, you know, I can't go on to the hottest thing that there is in marketing for, for cleaning, which is these moms groups. Moms helping moms helping moms. 90%. The Emily's and Alicia's are out there and they are mostly moms. And if you remember from how to start a solo cleaning business, how do you do marketing? Find out who your avatar, your ideal client is and go to where they are. And where do these moms go? They are in Facebook moms groups. There's a lot of them. And so Teresa joined our local Facebook moms group and it has close to 2,000 members. That's 2,000 moms all in and around our zip code. All would be great clients. So now the question and the work that Teresa would need to do is, I said, Teresa, can you be a friend and just help other moms? You're a mentor mom. You've been doing this for a long time. There's new moms. There's established moms. Just go be a friend in there. Make some friends. And as you're on there for a while, they're going to start to know your name. And then you may see a post on cleaning. It's totally okay to message that person privately and say, hey, by the way, my husband and I own a cleaning company and here's our website. And so Teresa was charged with that to go and start making some friends and she loves making friends with other moms. So that was the step that she took and I'm sure that's going to produce a ton of new clients and that'll be a great source. But you know, we don't know that, you know, the takeaway from Tennessee is don't just pick one thing to market on. Go do everything. Join these local Facebook groups. Join the in-person networking groups. Go on LinkedIn. Even this podcast. I don't know where, where people are going to hear me and learn about me. Just go do everything and figure it out later. Just go do it. Google my business. All of those things. And that brings me to the final thing that I did to wrap up that week. It was a really fun thing to do. Took my daughter out. It was a Friday morning. And I did get this idea. A major takeaway that both of us had in Gatlinburg, Tennessee, was that we were challenged that we're not big enough givers. We thought, well, we'd love to be able to give and give of our time. Yeah, but give of our money. But we'll give when we have the money to give. And that was exactly the wrong thing to say because when you're in a room full of givers, they will call you out. And they called us out and said, that's not how it works. You give at every step of where you are time-wise, and money. That's how you get to be able to give more as you earn more. You give to get. You give to get. But you don't even you don't even do the giving because you want to get. You do the giving because you have the heart of a giver. So brainstorming on the way home, what could we give? Let's give more. Let's, I don't know, maybe get some food bars and some nice notes and different food supplies and put them in the glove box. That way, if we see a homeless person or someone needing food, instead of driving right by, open the window and say, here you go. And just bless people. That's a that's a stretch for us. And so we had little ideas. And you know, I'm thinking I'm, I'm thinking of that guy Dexter. You know, he I met him at that last meeting before I left for Tennessee. And I thought, how cool is it that we just happen to be here in the same room at the same time, and you happen to be running a business downstairs of an office I already clean. And so he, you know, I wanted to get together with him anyway. So what would it be cool if I just did something really fun just to bless him? And so I thought of I thought of donuts. Okay, I'm from the Philadelphia area, and we love donuts down here. 
here. So donuts it is. And we have a local bakery and the grocery store are really good, really good donuts. So I brought my daughter out and we had this whole plan. We went out, we bought two dozen donuts and we brought them over to Dennis Gaiman's office. And I went upstairs first and delivered a dozen donuts to them. And just say thank you so much for allowing us to clean for you. And just this is a bless you with some sugar and a lot of calories before the weekend. And they were thankful. Matter of fact, not not many people were even in the office. They said, well, we'll just take six of them. I said, oh, okay. So then I went downstairs and I walked into the front. You know, the lady at the front desk got a lot going on. And she's, she sees me waiting and kind of turning to me. She's thinking I'm, I'm just the next person in line. It's like, hey, how can I help you? But then I hold up donuts and I say, is Dexter here? And she's big smile comes across her face. I'll go get him. And to see her face change because I wasn't there to get something. I was there to give something. Who does that? Goes into offices and just gives something. And so she came back with Dexter and he's like, oh, what's this? You have to do this. I said, no, we want to do Dexter. I'm glad we had a chance to meet. I was dropping off some donuts upstairs just because I wanted to just give them a gift. And I thought of you guys, too. I hope you guys enjoy the donuts. There's a few Boston creams. I didn't eat any, I promise. And upstairs only wanted half of a dozen. So you got the other half. You have a dozen and a half. And they were very happy with that. I shook their hand. He's like, hey, we need to get together for lunch still. I said, yep, we'll, we'll definitely do that. And so my daughter got to do this. She was with me. She got to hand the donuts out. And then her and I went over to breakfast. And we had a nice breakfast together. We talked about what it what it looked like and how it felt to be a giver. And then we just talked about other things that mattered as, you know, I spent that time with my daughter. And then coming back home, I filled out my journal for the week and what I'd accomplished so that I could tell this story. And I think really the takeaway on free donuts is really this. Have the heart of a giver. Who knows? Dexter's my friend. We're going to have a breakfast or lunch and get together. He may or may not ever hire me for cleaning in the future. That's not why he got the donuts. He got the donuts because he's now a part of my network and he's a friend. And I want to be a friend and I want to be known as a giver. And if I'm known as a giver... I truly believe that all the business stuff will work out just fine. Well, that wraps up another episode of Solo Cleaning School. How'd you like this? Do you like me walking you through what we're doing personally in our new solo cleaning company? I hope you do because I'm going to be doing more and more of these. Every couple episodes, you'll have another one. I'll give them a cute title like Free Donuts and we'll have some fun together. And on that note, go get you some donuts. Thank you for listening to Solo Cleaning School class is dismissed.